with the help of Hashem, we are learning Bava Kama Daflamet Zayin. We left off on Daflamet Zayin, Amid Aleph, eight lines from the top of the Amid, beginning with the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Shoir Shuhu Muad Liminoi. If an ox becomes a Muad, goring an animal of its species, it gores other oxen. We will interpret the Mishnah now, the way Rabzvid will interpret it. Means, and we know that it does not gore animals that are not of its species. In other words, that even though it became a muad to gore other oxen, we witnessed another type of animal walking by this goring ox, and it did not gore the she'enoiminoi. So we know that it's not a muad l'she'enoiminoi. That is case number one. Case number two, muad lo'adam. It became a muad to goring people, damaging people. Ve'ena muad lo'behema. But again, but we know that we know that it's not goring animals. We witnessed it at least once, according to many achreinim, not goring an animal. Likewise, muad liktanim. If it's goring animals. For example, calves. Calves are diktanim, and cows are gedolim. So it became a muad to small animals of a certain type. muad, but we know that it's not a muad to gore gedolim of that type. Cows, says the Mishnah. In all of these three cases, eshu muad loy for that which it is a muad mishalom nezik shalim. However, the Chiddush is, for the animals for which it is not a Mu'ad, because we know we witnessed it not goring that animal, it remains a Tam and it only pays Chatzinezek. Again, this is the Mishnah as Rabzvid will interpret, and right away in the beginning of the Gemara, we're going to see Rav Papa that's inter- that will interpret the Mishnah differently. Continues the Mishnah. Amru Lefnei Rebbe Yehuda. The Talmidim asked their teacher, Rabbi Yehuda, what happens if Harezim Mu'at L'Shabbosos, it gored on three consecutive Shabbosos, Ve'enoi Mu'at L'Choyl. But again, but it had an opportunity, and it did not gore, whatever it was goring on Shabbos, it did not gore during the week. So the question is again, will we say that it's only a Mu'at if it gores again on Shabbos, and if it gores on the week, it's Tatam. So Amr Lahem, so he responded, yes, that Lishabasois Mishalim Nezik Shalim, and Lemaisachoil only Mishalim Chatzinezik. Interestingly, says Rashi here in the Mishnah, Hadehu Moad Lishabasois, why would an animal only go on Shabbos? Lafishu Batal Mimalacha, since the mitzvah of keeping Shabbos isn't only on the person, but as it is clearly written in Dasara Sadibris that our animals also need to rest, something that we cannot do. Our animals cannot do either. So since they don't work, and that's the rule in life, when people have too much free time on their hands, there's a potential for them to use that freedom to damage in a negative way. That's Rashi's explanation. Tresvis, interestingly, second Tresvis in the Amid says, Mefarish bir Yushalmi. Because the ox are accustomed to see people dressed one way. And since on Shabbos, look at Shabbos, we get dressed up in fancier clothing. So the oxen doesn't recognize the people. They appear to be strange people. And it gores them on Shabbos. 
Back in the Mishnah. Now, Amosai Hutam, how can this animal revert back to be a Tam? And this is really something that we learned in the Mishnah, that we learned there the rule that once the Machlekes Rabmeir, Rabbi Yehud, and the Mishnah, but the concept is that if it three times in a row does not gore, then it reverts back to a Tam. Here the question is, being that the animal is only in what for Shabbosos, how will this animal revert back to be a Tam, says the Mishnah, Mishiachzer by Gimel Yemei Shabbosos. If three Shabbosos in a row, the animal had an opportunity to gore, whatever it was goring in the previous Shabbosos, and it did not, so it's not three consecutive days, it's three consecutive Shabbosos, it reverts back to be a Tam. Begins the Gemara. It was stated, Rab Zvid Amar, Rab Zvid's version, Rab Zvid's Girsa, in the Mishnah is as we have it here, that if you go back to the beginning of the Mishnah, Shoir, I'm reading in the beginning, Shuhu Muad Leminoi, Veh, there's a Vav, Veh, which means, but we know that it's not goring a minoi. In other words, there was an opportunity to gore, and we witnessed it not goring. Rafapa didn't have the vav. Rafapa's girsa in the Mishnah was the Mishnah is telling you a fact, a din. It's not a case; it's a din. That's a That's muat leminoi. By default, you don't say that until proven otherwise, it's a muad for everything else, which is what Rab Zvit says. Rab Papa says, no. The Mishnah is telling you a din, that if an ox gored, let's say, three oxen, three times, it doesn't make the ox muad for everything else, or for anything else. The Mishnah is telling you a fact, a din, that ain't a muad, that for an animal to become a muad, you have to see it goring oxen three times. If you want it to be a muad for, for uh, donkeys, it has to gore donkeys three times. And the Gemara explains. Rab Zvid says, meaning that the Mishnah is inferring by, by inference, teaching us Adin, that that if once an animal becomes a muad for one type, it becomes a muad for all other types as well. And by the way, when the Mishnah spoke about Adam to Behemoth, According to Rab Zavid, Stama Havamud, it's Dafka, Adam to Behemoth. Again, unless it has proven itself by having an opportunity to gore an animal, and it did not, that's what the Mishnah is saying, according to Rab Zavid, that it's only a mod for Adam and not for Behemoth. Stama, Muat la Adam, Muat la Behemoth. But again, it's only from man to animal, because the hardest being that an animal will have in hurting is a human being. Is an Adam, because an Adam has a mazel. And as we learn in Hasidus, mazel refers to the parts of the neshama that are makif the person, that, are, that, that they go around the person, they're greater than the person, and so to say, they, pray, they protect the person from without. A behemoth doesn't have a mazel. It has a nefesh that goes in it, that gives it chayis, but since it doesn't have a mazel, it, it is less protected. So if an animal is a muad to gore an Adam, then for sure it will be able to gore a behemoth. Masha'enkin, if an animal will be a muad le behemoth, then even Abzavid will not say that it's a muad le Adam, but it will be a muad for all types of animals. However, Rav Papa, whose version in the Mishnah was without above, Rav Papa says that the Mishnah in the beginning is not giving you a scenario. The Mishnah in the beginning is already telling you the din. The Mishnah reads, You should know, is Meaning, 
An animal is a mod for oxes, it's only an, a mod for oxen. It's not a mod for donkeys. It's not a mod for camels. If an animal is mod liktanim, it's not a mod ligdailim. Oh, Rab Zvid daikom misefa, and a papa daik miresha explains the Gemara. Rab Zvid was medaik his opinion, not only from his version of the Vav, but also from that which the Mishnah writes in the Seifa, quotes the Gemara diktani, muad liktanim. The Einoi Muad Ligadoilem explains Rab Zvid that E Omart Bishloimon. The Einoi Muad Ktani. In other words, that we saw, in, in as much as the animal became a Muad to Gor Ktanim, we saw that it did not Gor Gadoilem. Hastama, but if we would not see it not Goring Gadoilem, then that's Rab Zvid's opinion that Stama have a Muad. And that's a huge Chiddush. Hakamash Mulan, Tafilu Miktanim Ligadoilem. Because you can argue, like we spoke out by Adam and Behemoth, maybe the same thing from Ketanam to Gedolim. It's easier for an animal to gore a small animal, it's easier for a mazik animal to gore a cat, than to gore the mother or the father. They're more intimidated by the big one. So nevertheless, the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that Stama have a muat even for Gedolim. But Ela i Omart, no muat Ketani like Rav Papa. In other words, the Mishnah is telling you Stama, Loi have a muad, then this case has no chiddish. Stomach they have a muad, Hashta Yeshlemet asks Rabzvit that miktanim liketalim da alma, that if an animal gores one small type, we're saying according to Rav Papa, Loi have a muad, not even to gore another small type, so stomach loy have a muad, so miktanim ligadoilim srichalam meimar, do loy have a muad. For sure it's not a muad, like we just explained, because an animal would be afraid to gore a larger animal. So it only makes sense for the Mishnah to need to mention, because there's a Chiddush in it, according to Rab Zvid's reading, of Ve'eno Muad, which implies that Stama have a Muad. Rav Papa, Armelach Rav Papa, will tell you that doesn't refute his opinion. That Itzrech, nevertheless, the Mishnah needs to tell you the case of Ketanim to Gedolim. Not for the inference, but that you would think, that once the goring, the mazik animal, the goring animal broke through, once it broke through an animal of its type, so maybe it won't be intimidated, not from the small one, not from the big one, it got used to goring animals of that type. And you would think, so kamash malan, even in the same min, Doi have a mood. There is a Kiddush. Now the opposite. The Gemara explains that Rav Papa Dayik Miresha. It says in the beginning of the Mishnah, Muad lo Adam, Einoi Muad lo Behema. Says Rav Papa like this. E Omart Bishleima. Einoi Muad Tan. The Mishnah is not telling you the case. The Mishnah is telling you the din that an animal that's Muad lo Adam, you should know, is not Muad lo Behema. In other words, Stamaloi have a mood. So there is a chiddush in this case, Hakam Hashmalan, that even may Adam libehemam nami stomalei have a muad. That even though you can argue if the animal is being a muad to damage an Adam that has a mazel, it's not intimidated by the mazel. It's such a vilda animal. It's such a damaging animal. Then you should say that for sure it's a muad to damage other animals. 
So that's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. No, Mu'at Adam, Loi have a Mu'at Behema. But Eli, Iyamart Ve'enoi Mu'at Ketani, in other words, you need to prove that the animal is not a Mu'at Behema. Hastama, you would say, have a Mu'at. Frek, Digimare, same question. Hashta Yeshleimen. Mi Behema, Lebehema, Stama, have a Mu'at. If you hold Stama, have a Mu'at from one animal species to another, is Ma'adam Lebehema. If it's a muad for an adam, then for sure it's going to be a muad lebehemah. There's no need in this case. So Rabzvid is going to respond that the case of the reisha is not that the animal is muad adam. And you know that muad and the question is the inferences of pshita, but the case is which means kegoin. What's going to happen that the animal proved itself to be both a muat adam and it proved itself to be a muat lebehema? Now, by the way, according to Rab Zavid, we say stama have a muat. It did not need to prove itself, but the case was that not only did it gore three people, one you know, three three times or three, three days, three consecutive days, but however an animal becomes a muad, it actually did it both to Adam and to a behemoth. And then, v'hadad be'mi behemoth. And after the animal became a muad because it damaged animals, now it had three other opportunities when it saw a behemoth, and it did not gore the animal. In other words, it reverted back to a tam when it comes to a behemoth. The koi gabe behemoth to us is in the so says the Gemara Mahu the Tema. That's the Chiddush of Rab Zavid. You might have thought that Kivin the Lehadar Beimah Adam, since it did not prove itself in reverting to Atam when it comes to Adam, it's a Muad La Adam without a Chazara. And again, according to Rab Zavid, Stama have a Muad. So you would think that the Chazara that it did by a Behemah was Chazari. So that's the Chiddush of the Mishnah, the Chazara de Behema Miu Chazarahi. Now, one thing is very clear, that not in the case that the Gemara just mentioned. According to Rab Zavid, that Muad for one thing makes it Muad for everything else. If everything is based on it being a Muad goring oxen, if it had Chazara for oxen, then it has a Chazara for everything else as well. The case of the Gemara is that it gored three animals, it gored three men. So it actually became an active muad for each one separately. Here the Chiddush is that a Chazara for one will be effective at least for that one. Good. So now we have a Machlekes, Rab Zvid and Rab Papa. So it begins the Gemara Meisveh. We're going to quote a Braiso. And this Braiso is going to be a question on Rab Zvid's opinion that says that Stoma have a muad. What does it say in the Braiso? Sumchas Oymer. Sumchas, who argues with the Chachamim, says that Muad Adam, that once an animal proved itself to be a Muad goring people, like we mentioned, the person has mazel, it's harder to damage a person. So if an animal damages even an Adam, then Muad Lebehema, then for sure he's a Muad Lebehema, Mikal Vachemer, that Muad Adam Muad Lebehema Lekolchim. So the fact that this concept of Stama have a Muad from man to behema is something that Sumcha says. What do we understand from that? Michlal asks the Gemara that the Tanakama ain't a muad ka'amar. That the Chachamim disagree with that. So that's, that clearly goes against the din of Rab Zavid that says that stoma have a muad. So Amar Loch Rab Zavid, just like he explained the Mishnah, not allowing Rav Papa's Raya to be a question on him. Rab Zavid says the whole Braisa in where you have a machlokes between Sumchas and the Chachamim is Achazara Koi. It's referring to the case like we just mentioned, not Muad Adam Muad Lebehema. 
Everyone holds muad for one, becomes muad for everything else, according to Rabzavid. The Chachamim and Sumchas. Their case is that an animal actually gored three people, and it gored three animals of the same type. It became a muad for one, and it became an actual muad for something else. And then it reverted back to the status of Tam when it comes to animals. So the question is, is that rever rever reverting back effective or not? And it is here that the Chachamim hold, like we learned, that at least for the Behema it's a Chazara. And Sumchas takes it even more. Sumchas says, since it's still a Muad Adam, and stomach have a Muad for everything else, even though the animal had three opportunities to go a Behema and it did not, it remains a Muad. And Vahachi Ka'amal Elatanakama, that the Ka'amart Chazara de Behema, Chazara he, the Chachamim hold Chazara le Behema, at least for the Behema Tzatam. So says Sumchas, I hold that Chazara de Behema, Lav Chazara he. And why? Because I have a Kalbu Chaymer. May Adam. That Omami Adam, the Loikoma Haderbei, if the animal did not prove itself to revert back to a Tam, even though a man has a mazel, so it's such a damaging animal that it damages men, so me behave like Kolchkin that it's going to be mazelic a man, and if the owner doesn't guard it, he pays Nezak Sholim. Says the Gemara now that we couldn't refute Rab Zvid, the Gemara is going to tell you that we will actually prove from our Mishnah that Rab Zvid is right. Omar Avashi, Toshima, come in here. And he quotes the story that our Mishnah spoke. That Omar Lifnei, Rabbi Yehuda, that the Talmidim of Rabbi Yehuda told him. And now we're going to read the words in the Gemara that's quoting the Girsa in the Mishnah like Rab Zavid. In other words, that they described a case to him. That if an animal gores every Shabbos. But but we saw the animal did not gore during the week. The same scenario. In other words, they painted the case. And basically, if Talmidim uh, communicate a case to their teacher, what they are doing is, is that they're telling the teacher such and such happened. And what's the halacha? They asked them a question. To which Amulahem, to which uh, the, the Rabbi Huda responded, that, yeah, it becomes a muad. And therefore, Mashallah Nezek Shalim, if it gores on the later Shabbosos, but it remains a tam, and if it gores during the weekday, until it becomes a muad on the weekday, it pays chasi Nezek. So, they, they communicated a question. So basically, they were asking him, they were asking him, what's the din? They told him the case. And they want to know the din. And, and he responded that the din is and not for the weekdays. But if the version of Rav Papa is correct. So they were not quoting a case to him. If you don't read the Vav, if it just says what means if it's not that they witnessed the animal not going in the weekdays. what already means the din. What does that mean? That students told their Rebbe the din? Is it proper for students to tell the Rebbe the Din? And even if that would be the case, what is he telling them back? He's confirming that they're correct. They never asked them a question. If in other words, they weren't communicating the case, but they were telling him the Din. Students are notifying their teacher the Din. And what is he responding to them? So that's a proof that you have to read it so this is part of the case 
and you have to actually witness that the animal did not go during the weekdays because stoma have a mort. That's proof number one. And Amr Rabbi Rabbi says, you know what? that is correct. Because since Diktani, after the Mishnah gave you the three scenarios, which is mort leminoi, does it become a mort to eneminoi? Mort Adam, does it become a mort to behema? Mort to small animals, does it become a mort to large animals? So Diktani Eshemuad Loi, the Mishnah, after quoting these three cases, the Mishnah seemingly tells you the din, and the Mishnah tells you that for that which the animal is a muad, Mishalom Nezik Shalom. The Eshe'enu Muad Loi, according to Rab Zavid, and for that which we know, because we witnessed that the animal did not gore something else, and therefore it did not become a muad, Mishalom Chatzin Nezik. So the Mishnah's flow is the way all Mishnahis work. It paint, tells you a case, then it tells you the halach. But But if you're going to learn, again, if you're learning the way Rabbi Zvid learned, is after the Mishnah gave the three cases, the Mishnah tells you the din. But according to Rav Papa, is not telling you a case. is already the din. That if an animal becomes a muad to gore oxen, it does not become a, a muad to, to gore anything else. So the Mishnah's words, ain't a muad, is already the din. So if the Mishnah already told you the din, that stomach, why have a muad, why did the Mishnah have to repeat the whole thing again? It's Pascha, you're already Paskant. It's my su, why did the Mishnah have to add that eshem muad loy mishalom ezek shalom, the eshe ain't a muad loy mishalom chatzin ezek? Who needed that? Ad hashta loyashmi inon. We're already up to Baba Kama Daflamat Zion. What people don't know until now that Atam pays Chatzinezik, that Amud has to pay Nezik Shalom, we already know that. It only works if the Mishnah is telling you a case. What the case was is that we know that it didn't gore a We witnessed it not goring a behemoth. We witnessed it not going a gedolim. So, so the Gemara here proves that Rab Zvid is correct. And here we have something very unusual. So okay, Rab Zvid is correct. So now the Gemara says, But if you're going to say that Rab Papa's version is indeed correct, without explaining how do we answer the two questions that we had on Rav Papa. But the Gemara is actually saying the Imtim Soleimer that Rav Papa is correct and it's important to note that for example the Rambam gives us the rule that whenever the Gemara says the Imtim Soleimer the Halacha is like the Imtim Soleimer. And actually the Halacha is like Rav Papa. We actually pass in that Stomach which is amazing. So how that is answered for that we need to go to Yeshiva but let's Chaparai let's finish the Daf. So if Indeed, Rav Papa is correct. So now let's remember this rule that an animal that becomes a muad, goring oxen, is only a muad for oxen. And it's a town for any other species. So that's the, asks the Gemara, says the Gemara, that Nagach Shoir, and the Chamoid, and a Gamol, that if the ox gored another ox, then it gored a donkey, then it gored a camel, it gored three different types, even a papa will be moidah now, nasa muot lakoil. It becomes a muot for everything. And the way Rashi tells you the Chiddush, the Chiddush is, is that you don't say it has to gore three oxen, three oxen, and three donkeys, and three camels. No. Once you see the animal gored a total of three times, and each one was a different species, even a papa's moidah, it becomes a muot lakoil. And here the machlekes and the Rishonim, does lakoil only mean other animals? For sure it does. Or does it even mean Adam? Why would it not mean Adam again? Because Adam has mazel, 
and it's harder to hurt a person because of one's mazel protecting oneself, and maybe even that papa here would continue to say, since he holds stomach, why have a mod? It's not a mod la adam. Continues the Gemara. We learned in Abrais that ra'a shoir nagoch. If an axe saw another axe and it gored it. Number one. Then shoir, then it saw axe number two, and loy nagoch, and it did not gore it. Then shoir, it saw axe number three, and nagach, and it gored it. Then it saw axe number four, shoir, veloy nagach. Then it saw axe number five, shoir, nagach. That's the third time. But it wasn't consecutive, it was skipping animals. And then sixth, shoir, loy nagach. This six is not that much negeah. The point is, is that it gored. True, it did not gore three consecutive times, but it gored every second time. Does this create a pattern? Says the Braisa Nasemuad Liserugin Lishwanim. That for other axin, the spit's easy, more easier with Rapapa, it becomes a muad, meaning that after the sixth one went by and it didn't gore, if a seventh ox went by it and it gored the seventh ox, the owner has to pay Nazak Shalom because it's a muad Liserugin. And actually, we're going to see more on this on the Flamad Zainomid Beis. And we mentioned this, I think, yesterday, that a lot of these patterns are connected to dinim of vestois that married men know. And we have a concept of a vest lisirugin that will speak out on the Flamad Zainomid Beis. And actually, there we'll learn the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. And this Braiso fits easier Lashita Srab, and we'll speak that out in Mirza Shaman Amid Beis. Another thing just to speak out that this works. And the Braises says it becomes a muad lishvarim l'chura datsadai to Rav Papa. So Toysvis here, the second to last Toysvis, and also the last Toysvis on the next Braises will make these Braises work even according to Rav Zvid and Ayin in Toysvis. Next Braises. Tana Rabbanim. We learned in the Braises. Ra'ashoir nagoch. If my ox, if Reuven's ox saw another ox and it gored it. Then it saw a donkey and it did not gore it. Then it saw a horse, a sus, and it did gore it. In other words, not only is there a serugin, but it's a serugin for different species. So sus, it did gore. Then it saw a gummel and it did not gore. Then it saw a pered, means a mule, and it did gore. Then it saw an oroid, a wild donkey, and loinagach. So again, it gored three times, not consecutively, but skipping a time, serugin. So here says the Braisa, nasemuat le serugin la koil. Again, this appears to be like Rapapa. Again, Ayn and Toys was how this works for Rabzavid. According to Rabzavid, Stama have a muat lakoil. You don't even need it to go to different animal types. I am the Toysvis. Okay. Now the Gemara asks a question, and this question is only on Shitas Rapapa. Now that Rapapa established that Stama why have a muat, an animal is only a muat for that which you know it's a muat to and not for anything else. So the question is, and we're going to ask four questions. Question number one Nagach, if an ox gourd. Turning to the Flamad Zainom at Be'ez, look what it did. It gored an ox and an ox and an ox. If I would stop here, you would say, okay, so the animal is a muad to gore oxen. But one second. And then it gored a chamoir and then a gamo. Now, what's the question? The question is like this How do we group the muad? If you're going to put the third shoid with the previous two, so it became a muat only for shoir. The fact that it also gored later a donkey and a camel, there's no muat for other species. And again, according to that papa stomach, loy have a muat. 
Or do we say that put the third shoyer, not with the first two shoyer, shvarim, put the third shoyer, make it shoyer, chamoyer, and gomel. Put the last shoyer in the new group. And now you have three consecutive gorings to three different species. So now, as we spoke out on the Aflamad Zayinamadalaf, that even according to Rav Papa, once it gores three different animals, it does become a muad for all other animals. So how do you view it? Mahu. Do we say, reads the Gemara Gavaldik, Hai, Shoyer, Basra, Basar, Shivaram, Shadin, that the third goring of an ox should be a completion of the first group of the two first oxen, and therefore, and indeed, you have a mod for oxen. But according to that Papa, the fact that it gored later a chamoir and a gomel, that's only two. It's not mod. Or perhaps that shoir, shoir, put a comma there. The third shoir is not a completion of the shoir set. The third shoir is the beginning of a new set of shoir, chamoir, and gomel. And now, the That's question number two. Question number one. And now comes question number two. And the way Rashi learns beautifully that question number two is a imtim soloimer. Let's begin reading the second question inside Rashi, which is already explaining the second question. Let's go inside. Chamoir, gomol. If it gored first, a chamoir, gomol, then shoir, shoir, shoir. So says Rashi, Im tim soloimer heichadei hischil b'shvarim shadinin l'shoir basra, basar minoi, even if you're going to say in question number one, that if it starts goring oxen, the third ox belongs to the f- first two, it belongs to the first two because you want to put it together with its species. But what happens if the first two was not part of its species? Fakert, the first two was chamoir gomel. The third one is a shoir. So will you say here also you put it with the beginning? Or maybe here you'll say that even if in the first case you put it with the beginning, here you dafka put it with the end because you want to stick it with its own species. So again, shoir, shoir, shoir. Or is it chamoir, gamol, shoir? Now you already have a mod for everything. Read it inside. Ask the Gemara. Hi, shoir, kama. Basar, chamoir, v'gamol, shodin, The first time it gored an ox, it was its third goring. So do we consider the first axe goring a muad connected to the first two? So it gored a chamoid, a gomel, and a shoid. So it became a muad for everything. And the iayid lay even according to the papa, or no. That you know when you put the shoid with the beginning, if the beginning is its species, the way Rashi says. But here it began with a, with a donkey and a camel. So here it makes sense to put the shoid maybe with the ending. So you have a muad only for shvarim. Oidilma basar shvarim shodin alei and bakatel shvarim hudayayad. True, it's a muad for oxen, but lemin achrin aloyad. Now case number three. Atkan, we want to put it together with uh, with its species because it was consecutive to its species, either going backwards or going forwards. What's going to be in the third question if an axe gored on Shabbos during the week it did not gore? Then it gored on the next Shabbos. And now it gored on the third Shabbos. So Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. And then it gored on Sunday and on Monday. So again, here to say that Shabbos goes back to the first two, that you cannot learn from the first question because by the first question, Rashi explains, shoyed, 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 not only is it, 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 there it's its own species. 
True Shabbos might be joined with its own species, Shabbos, but there are many days that separated them. So maybe there's even more logic here to say it goes with the second group, Shabbos, Sunday, Monday. So the same question, is it a mod only for Shabbosos, or is it a mod for everything? Let's read it inside. Do we say, Ha Shabbos Basra Yasa, that the third Shabbos should be Basr Shabbos to the Shadinali, even though there are many days separating it, we want the third Shabbos to be grouped with the prior two Shabbosos, and therefore, you only have a mod, but perhaps, since Shabbos is not connected Physically, there's a six-day separation, so we're going to make the third Shabbos, not the third Shabbos. The third Shabbos is the first of the three Shabbos, Sunday, Monday. So now the ox became a mod for, for always. And therefore, and now question number four, even if in this case, you're going to put the third Shabbos with its own group, because it's going to go backwards. It's the third. You move it back to its own species. What's going to happen? The opposite. That an ox gored on Hay Shabbos, on Thursday. And then it gored on Friday. And then it gored on Shabbos. And then it didn't gore on Sunday or on Monday. And then it only gored the next time on the next Shabbos. And then on the next Shabbos. So you have Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. Mahu. Here do we say, Ha Shabbos Kamaisa Basad Hey the Shabbos the head of Shabbos Shadinalay? Do we say that the first Shabbos is a continuum of days to which it is adjacent to? Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. So the ox is a what for always. Or no. Or we want to keep the group the same. Shabbos is more connected to Shabbos than to Friday. So therefore we don't view it Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. Thursday, Friday was only two. Then you have Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. So the animal is only a mod for Shabbos and not for the weekdays. It's Iyad. And according to that Papa, Mu'ad, Stamalai have a mod and not for the weekdays. So on all these four questions, the Gemara says, Take Mamish Gavaldik. Oh, now, when we spoke to Braisa and we mentioned Rab and Shmuel, and there is this, uh, and there is this comparison between an animal becoming a mod. And Dine Vestas, so here begins the Gemara. What happens if Nagach Shoir, if an ox gourd on Yom Tezvav, the Today we're in the month of Sivan, so if the ox gourd on the 15th day of this month, and then it gourd on the 16th day of the month of Tammuz, of the next month, and then it gourd on the 17th day of the, of the month of Av. So the question is, is it a Muat or not? What? Does this question depend on? I mean, why would it not be a mu'at? It's taken not on the same day of the month. There is a jumping of a day. So, but you have a, you have a pattern. The 15th, the 16th, and the 17th. How do you look at it? Do you look at the day of the month causing it to gore? Not the same day, but the following day? Or are you looking for the intervals to be that which is causing it to gore? Now, the intervals between three months is only two. If you need the interval to be that which establishes it, for that you have to have four gorings. And we find that exact machleika, says the Gemara, pluted the Rav in the dinim of Nida. Now, the dinim of Nida that we practice today in the last moment of Golos is not exactly the way Nida's practice, Bizman Habayis. When we have Kachim, and when we have Tahadis, 
And we are going to come back to not only being keeping the mitzvahs that we keep in Golos, but we're going to have to always maintain a level of purity for us to be able to walk into the base of Migdash. There's going to be trumas and mices, foods, that we do not want them to become Tomei, etc. So we're going to learn in the beginning of Masech Tisnida the following rule. That when a woman gets her cycle, she gets her period, not for Hilchas Nida, but for Dine Taharis, the Chachamim made a decree that everything that she touched in the past 24 hours becomes retroactively Tomei. Because we say, even though she found blood now, maybe blood began, began to emerge from a uterus within the last 24 hours. Now obviously if a woman made what we call a bedika within those 24 hours, then it only goes back up until the last bedika, Which is why then women made a lot of bedikas, even when they were tahar, because like this, when they become tamay, it should not retroactively ruin all of, all of the foods that they made. But uh, if they didn't make a bedika, then it goes back for 24 hours. That if a woman gets her period for dinay taharis, not for, God forbid, being allowed to be with her husband or not. That it, rabbinically, it retroactively makes her tummy for the past 24 hours. That's only if the woman does not have a fixed cycle, if a woman doesn't have a vest kavua. But if a woman has, as we learn, and we'll learn in Mir Tzashem and Hilchasnida, if a woman gets a halachic fixed cycle, then even for Dine Tahariz, we say that Dayashata, she found blood now, she's Tamei now, she's Anida now. If she touches food now, she makes that food, if they were susceptible to become Tamei, she makes that food Tamei. But it doesn't go back for 24 hours. So in that context, how does a woman become a woman with a vest kavua? The itma. So the, the, the case is, mamash the same thing. If a woman gets a period this month on the 15th, and the next month she gets it on the 16th day, and on the following, on the third month, she gets it on the 17th day. So Raf says that we look at the vest as a vest hachaydish. The day of the month causes her to get a period, even though it's not the same day, it's not the same size of the moon, but it's, it's, it's Sirugan. It skips a day. But that is also a three uh, event. It happened 15, 16, and 17. So now that it was established three times, that's a woman who has a Veskavor, and we say on her, there's no rabbinic retroactive tumor. Raf says, However, Shmuel says that since she's not seeing it the 15th of every month, Shmuel will agree to Raf. A vest hachodesh can be established, kavua, 15, 15, 15. But now that she's seeing it with a day ahead, so what makes her, what makes the pattern is not the day of the month, but it's the intervals, what we call a vest haflaga. In order for you to get a vest kavua, behaflaga, you have to have three haflagas, three intervals. Three intervals you only get if you have four periods. So you need a fourth month, the next month on the 18th. So just like they have a machlekes in Hilchas Nida, they have the same machlekes over here. It's according to Rav, which fits with what we learned in the Brai Sanom Adalif, 15, 16, 17, the animal is a mod. According to Shmuel, since it's jumping a day, you need to have three intervals. So you need to have 15 this month, 16 of the next month, 17 of the other month, and then 18... Now you have three intervals, and only now does the animal become a mu'ad. It's just interesting to point out that the rule is, Hilchasa Kerav Isura and Hilchasa Kishmuel B'Mamayna. So, they have the same argument in Hilchas Nida and in Hilchas Nezakim. But the halacha normally will follow Rav in Hilchas Nida, 
But for Hilchas Nezakin, for Mominus, we're going to follow the Halacha like Shmuel. Continues the Gemara. Amar Rava says Rava. Look at his case. Shama koil shayfar v'nagach. If someone blew a shayfar, and the animal reacted by going wild and goring. And then it heard the shayfar again, v'nagach. And then it heard a shayfar for the third time. And v'nagach says Rava, nasemuad l'shayfaris. Now the owner knows that when next time it's going to hear a shayfar, I better watch my animal. And if he doesn't, he has to pay nezak shalom. Asks the Gemara Pshita. Who needed Rava to tell this stuff? To tell this din. Explains the Gemara, no, it's a huge chiddish. Mal the tema, you would think, that hach shoifer come up. That when the animal gored, after it heard a shoifer for the first time, it wasn't the sound of the shoifer that caused it to gore. The animal never heard that sound before. So there, there's, a, there's a concept of a person getting startled, a person getting shocked by, by hearing or seeing something for the first time. If we were to view it that way, then the first shoifer is not the first of a pattern of three. It's not that the shoifer caused it to gore. You can argue it was the shock that caused it to gore. It was the fright or it being startled. And therefore you need still another shoifer before it becomes a muad. So Kamash Mulan Rava, we don't look at it that way. We say that it was the sound of the shoifer that caused it to gore. It happened one after the other. And by the way, we have to go back to the Mishnah according to the Tana that says it has to be on three separate days, it has to be on three separate days. According to the Tana, it can happen on the same day, it happened on the same day. But it was never broken. In other words, if it heard the Shafet and it gored, and then it heard the Shafet and it didn't gore, then you only create a Muat if you create it, if, there were, if you're going to have six Shafet soundings, the same intervals. One yeah, one not. There has to be a pattern. And the pattern has to repeat itself three times. And the Chiddush of Rava is, is that the first time it hears the Shafet, that counts as the beginning of a pattern. Mamash Gavaldi. Moving on to the next Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Shoir Shell, we're going to amend, we're going to read the Gears of the Bach. And the Bach changes the word Yisrael to the word Hediet for the Mishnah to be um, symmetric, for the Mishnah's Lashoinus to match, because from now on the Mishnah will always use the words Hegdish versus Hediet, a commoner versus property of God. So if an animal that belongs to a Jew, to an Hediet, Gored, a ox that belongs to the base on Mikdash, either the ox was consecrated or the animal was just donated doesn't make a difference it wasn't an ox of another Jew or the opposite an ox that belongs to Hegdish in both of these scenarios says the Tana of our Mishnah Potter you don't have to pay for the damage now let's not forget that my animal that damages, and the trader says that I, as the owner, have to pay, that is a chiddush. I didn't do the damage. That chiddush was not said if it wasn't between two Jews. Shenemar, what is it based on? So here we are quoting the Pasik that begins, that if a shoir of a man will gore the ox of his colleague, re'eyu means someone who is like him, and the animal dies, so the Pasuk goes on to tell you the din of Tam. And then the Pasuk goes on, and oy, if the owner found out that the animal is a goring animal, then you have to pay Nezik Shob. But the Pasha in Tam, in the beginning, uses the word Shoyre Eyu. So our Tana says, we learn from this wording, Veloi Shoyre Shol Hagdish. Only if they are both on the same level, they're both Re'eyus, they're both chaveidim, meaning they're both hedyotis. But if either the goring one was of hegdish, 
or the one who got gored was of Hegdish, according to this Tana, this Tana, we'll see in the Gemara other opinions, they are both excluded from the same Shoyra Eyu. Continues the Mishnah another, din, din number two. Shoyra Shal Yisrael that gores a Shoyra of a Knani, here also Pater, but if a Shoyra of a Knani gores a Shoyra of a Yid, not only is he Chayiv, but he has to pay right away Nezek Shalom. Now obviously, if they don't, if they're not bound by Jewish law, then they're not bound by Jewish law. But if, if they live in a country where everyone is following Jewish law, the halacha is that bein tam, bein mot, if the goring animal belongs to a knani, he has to pay right away nezik shalim. More of this in Mir Tzashem on Ches. But the Gemara now is going to focus on the first din of our Mishnah. That our Mishnah excludes hegdit, hegdish, hegdish, hegdit, from paying, no money has to be paid. Says the Gemara, you should just know that our Mishnah is the like Rab Shemim Bemenasyon. It's not like the Tana Rab Shemim Bemenasyon. And that's the way it is. The Tanya, where do we have the Shita and what is the opinion of Rab Shemim Bemenasyon? Says the Braiso, Shor Shol Hedyit, Shenogach Shor Shol Hegdish, if an ox that belongs to a commoner will gore an ox that belongs to Hegdish or an ox of Hegdish, Shenogach Shor Shol Hedyit, in both of these cases, says the Tanakama, which is the same opinion of our Mishnah, Potur, and it's all exempted from the same word, both ways, whether the Mazik or the Nizok. They both have to be Re'eyus. However, the second wide line, the Flamazayinomidbeis, if the goring animal belongs to Hegdish, if the mazik was Hegdish, then Taka and Potter. However, if the damager belonged to an Hedyit, and it gore the shard of Hegdish, here we say, it's Taka not going to be the din of Chatzin Ezek and Ezek Shalim, but it's not Potter, the opposite. Bein Tam, Bein Mu'ad, you got to pay Ezek Shalom. You have to always pay full damage. Amri, so they asked to understand, what's the logic of Rab Shimon? How did he get to this din? If he interprets Re'eyu the way our Mishnah interprets Re'eyu, the way the Tanakam and the Brais interprets Re'eyu, it means should be excluded. And if Re'eyu is Lav Dafke, so then even if Hegdish is the one that's the Mazik, Nami, if it gores, a hedyitz shoyr is also lechayev. Either exclude it or don't exclude it. You can't have it one way, one-sided. Vichy payment if you're going to answer lo'olam, kosover, de'eyo dafka. Which is why if a shoyr of hegdish gores a shoyr shall hedyitz, you'll be potter, because re'eyo excluded it. Umiyo, however, the hedyitz that gored a shoyr of hegdish, hainu tamad lechayev. Why did Rabbi Shimon say he has to pay? And not just pay, pay right away in Ezek Shalom. Mishum de komaisa le mi kalvachaymer de hedyit, because he has a kalvachaymer. What's the kalvachaymer? Uma hedyit, that gored an animal of a hedyit, the Torah says you're chayv to pay. And we have this rule in general, that hegdish is more chamer. So ki nagach de hegdish, like kalvachaym de mechayv, of course you have to pay. And that's a kalvachaymer. The Gemara just asks, and that's a din that we learned recently. There's a rule called dayoi. Dayoi means it is sufficient. Which means if you learn a din from a Kalva Chaymer, you can't have the learned law even more strict than the source law. Yitaka have a Kalva Chaymer, but it has to, it's sufficient for it to be like the source, not more than the source. Dayoi love him in adin, Meaning that if you learn, Re'eyu excludes Hegdish. 
Why are you saying that if a commoner's ox gores hegdish, you have to pay, you have a kalvuchaymer, good, but let him pay like my animal gores ahead yet, which is tam, only chatzin ezek. Nezek sholem, only after mot. Malahalan tam chatzin ezek, hachinami, chatzin kashe, to which Gavaldik answers in a shlokish. And he says beautifully, and as we pointed out in the Mishnah, that the word shorei eyu, which is written in the parsha of a goring ox, in the first step of a dinga tam, that's only by the tam. There the trader says the words re'eyu. When the passage goes on, oinoida kishoid nagahu, mitmoil shlushayim, that was the machlekes tanoim, machlekes amaroim, and the machlekes tanoim, lishit asrashi, two times or three times, mitmoil shlushayim. Anyways, chav gimel amid beis. So here, in the passage of Muad, the trader did not exclude re'eyu. Which would mean, that Muad is also for Hegdish. And you can't say that Hegdish is included in Muad to full payment when there's zero payment from Tam. It doesn't work that way. It means if you don't have to pay at all, so then how do, it, it never becomes a Muad. It only becomes a Muad when there's a certain obligation and then it keeps on going and you're even more obligated to pay. We're linking one with the other. So Faket Reish says the fact that in the Pasuk of Muad, the trader does not exclude Hegdish, it means that Hegdish is taken not excluded. That you have to pay if you go a social Hegdish. Omer Reish because in Muad there is no exclusion. But yes, you have an exclusionary word in Tam. The trader says the words Re'eyu, says Reish Lakish, Rabshim says Re'eyu Dafke. Exactly, exclude Hegdish from the leniency of Tam. So you don't pay Chatzi Nezek by Hegdish. But the din of Nezek Sholem is paid from the outset. It's perfect. It's Here says Reish Lakish, explaining Rav Shimon, who the Tam Mishalem Chatzi Nezek. Only if a hediyet gores a hediyet, do you have the leniency of chatzinazek, mechlal de hegdish, since hegdish is not excluded from the parsha of muad, so we're saying it's not excluded at all. Bein tam, bein muad, mishalem nezek shalom, turning to the flamet ches, because the imkain, if you're going to learn that re'eyu fully excludes a hegdish, nichtav krola hai re'eyu gama muad, the trader should have written the word re'eyu by muad, and since he links tam and muad, that if you're chayiv, you're chayiv. If you're potter, you're potter. If the trader excludes the re'eyo from muad, we would automatically exclude it, the, 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 the hegdish from tam as well. The trader dafke excluded hegdish only from tam to tell you that the leniency of tam doesn't go to hegdish. So now the question is, one second. Okay, we get it. His point is, is that hegdish is actually not excluded from muad. So there's no tam in muad, but you're chayiv always. So if you're chayiv always, which is his opinion, so if my animal, a hedyet, gores hegdish, I have to pay nezek sholem, why don't we say the same thing in the opposite? But in the opposite, even Abshun Memenasya agrees to the Tanakama that if the damager is hegdish, you're putter. Why is he putter? So here, the Rishonim speak out the following, that by tam, Rabshimen excludes hegdish from another word. The Pasuk begins, v'chiyigoyv shoyr ish, if a shoyr of an ish gores shoyr eyu, etc., pay tam, pay chatzinazik. Ah, the shoyr has to belong to an ish. Shoyr ish and not hegdish. And likewise, in the Pasuk of Muad, the Pasuk says that we quoted the oy noida, vohu ad that the owner was forewarned. Ba'olav means an owner. 
A hegyet is an owner. Hegdish is not a ba'olav. It's God. We don't call God the ba'olav. So these words, by Tam and Mod, exclude Hegdish separately. Re'eyu, which is in the reverse, who is the damaged one, Re'eyu excludes Hegdish from the leniency of Tam. Again, that's Rav Shumim ben Manasya. And the Gemara Taka says that our Mishnah is not like Rav Shumim ben Manasya. We don't differentiate. Our Tana holds that Hegdish is excluded from all payments, both if it is the damager or if Hegdish is the damagee, you're putter from paying damage, Emir Tzashem, to be continued.